Welcome to Bradley's Micro Board Review, where we try to make your board's review for microbiology a little less painful. But, I mean, we're not magicians or anything. This still sucks. Today is March 12th, and we're going to talk about two organisms that can cause skin infections and are transmitted from animals. And ironically, one more reason why dogs are better than cats, but I swear I didn't plan it this way. Please don't at me. Tularemia is also called rabbit fever because lagomorphs are a natural reservoir for Francisella tularemia. It is often the cause of outbreaks in central U.S., especially in people who hike or people who work with wildlife. This bacterium is spread to humans through the bite of a tick or direct contact with infected animals. Often, a patient will come across a rabbit that looks ill or is dead, and the patient tries to help the animal, coming in contact with the wounds or acquiring ticks from the animal. It is extremely virulent, and only 10 organisms are needed to cause infection. Patients with tularemia will have a fever, headache, and painful ulcerations at the site of infection. Diagnosing tularemia is often clinical because this organism is fastidious and difficult to culture. Serologic testing is not often helpful because it takes weeks for antibodies against Francisella tularensis to form. Once the diagnosis has been made, aminoglycosides are effective against this organism. Pasteurella multicida is a normal floral agent of dogs and cats. Therefore, it's more likely to be transmitted to humans through a bite or a scratch from an animal. Pasteurella multicida is more often associated with cats than dogs. It can also be transmitted if an animal licks a small cut on the hand or face. So for the second day in a row, definitely avoid those sweet kiki kisses. Animal bites are most often polymicrobial. When a patient presents with an animal bite, copious irrigation of the wound is critical. Surgical consultation should be considered especially for wounds to the face or hands. The key here is that you should not close the wounds because you might cause the formation of an intense abscess. Since we're talking about it, you should also ask if there's a chance the animal had rabies, and if so, start the rabies post-exposure prophylaxis treatment. You should also ask if their tetanus shot is up to date. Follow-up should be considered to verify that dissemination hasn't occurred. If this infection spreads, it can cause cellulitis, osteomyelitis, septic arthritis, or sepsis. Now let's take all that knowledge and bring it to the boards. A 74-year-old male presented to the hospital with confusion for the last five hours. Vital signs reveal a temperature of 100.1 Fahrenheit, a heart rate of 110 beats per minute, and a blood pressure of 80 over 50. His partner was asked about any recent medical history, and he mentioned about six days ago he received a small bite from their new kitten. Physical examination reveals an erythematous, warm area of skin with clear demarcation. His neck was supple, and no ulcerations or lacerations were seen. What is the most likely organism? 
Is it A, Staphylococcus aureus, B, Clostridium perfringens, C, Pasteurella multicida, or D, Streptococcus pyogenes? First, diagnose the patient. This patient is presenting with fever, hypotension, confusion, and tachycardia, which might suggest meningoencephalitis, but the neck is supple, so that points away from that diagnosis. The finding of an inflamed redden area is suggestive of cellulitis, and the systemic symptoms suggest that this infection has disseminated and is causing septic shock. Choice A, Staphylococcus aureus, is the most common cause of cellulitis, but the history gives you a clue to the causative agent that points away from this choice. Choice B, Clostridium perfringens, is often associated with myonecrosis, but not cellulitis, because it needs deeper tissues since it's an obligate anaerobe. Choice C, Pasteurella multicida, can cause cellulitis and is especially associated with the bite and scratches from animals. Choice D, Streptococcus pyogenes, is the second most common cause of cellulitis, but again, the history gives you a clue to the causative agent that points away from this choice. Therefore, the correct answer is C, Pasteurella multicida. A 58-year-old male presented to the emergency room with left groin pain, malaise, and shivering for the past eight hours. Vital signs reveal a temperature of 102.2 Fahrenheit, a blood pressure of 106 over 46, a heart rate of 116, and an oxygen saturation of 99% on room air. He works as a park ranger and recently found two dead rabbits on a hike of the area and moved them off the path. Physical examination of the left leg revealed a 12 by 6 millimeter erythematous weeping ulceration on the shin. Laboratory studies reveal leukocytosis, a high level of C-reactive protein, and a negative VDLR test. What is the most likely causative agent? Is it A, Treponema pallidum, B, Pseudomonas aeruginosa, C, Francisella tularensis, or D, Bacillus anthracis? First, diagnose the patient. This patient is presenting with fever, tachycardia, and a skin ulceration. Skin ulcerations can be caused by Pseudomonas aeruginosa, Treponema pallidum, Francisella tularensis, Bacillus anthracis, and several other organisms. Choice A, Treponema pallidum, could cause the formation of skin ulcerations in the tertiary stage when it creates gumas all over the body. However, this patient tested negative with the VDLR test, which is a screening test for syphilis. Choice B, Pseudomonas aeruginosa, can cause ecthyma gangrenosum, which presents as a punched-out skin ulceration with a black eschar. There is not any description of a black eschar or necrosis in this patient. Choice C, Francisella tularensis, is called rabbit's fever and typically forms a skin ulceration in patients who are recently bitten by a tick or came in direct contact with ulcers. Choice B, Bacillus anthracis, also forms skin ulcerations after contact with infected animals. This ulceration typically has a black eschar, 
which was not described in our patient. Therefore, the correct answer is C, Francisella tularensis. You can find our study calendar, a guide on how to study microbiology specifically for the boards, our contact email address, and references used to make this episode at thebradleylab.wordpress.com. If you found an error or would like to discuss any of this information, please leave us a voice message in the show notes. If you appreciated this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend. This podcast was written and edited by me, Jillian Bradley. See you tomorrow.